Get up, BDL. It's time for the Inside Podcast, number seven with Mike and Scotty. Yep, that's right. We are back on the air, back coming at you again today. I have an apology to make at the top of today's show. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. Um, But uh, it was a great, it was great time uh, today as we uh, sat down to uh, hammer this show out to hear from new BDLGM Stephen of the Moncton Mounties. Stephen uh, joined us on this episode of the Inside Pod. And guys, I I did my best to quell the Canadian love fest. uh, But, you know, I was woefully, woefully outnumbered here. So uh, you'll have to just overlook, uh, overlook those guys and, and, uh, and, and we'll just, we'll just move on. But uh, yeah, but uh, good show today. Uh, I actually had a really good conversation with Stephen. Uh, he's been, I think, a great addition to the league. He's he's great on the forum. It's always uh, it's always nice to uh, to get guys in the league who are uh, sort of uh, you know just dash out of the gate and, and don't mind to uh, chat on the forum and really get to know everyone. And and he has he has certainly done that. And I think he's been he's been great for the league so far. And, and we're we're very happy to have him. Uh, I certainly am. But. Uh, Anyway, guys, we're going to jump right into it today. You're listening, of course, to BDL Radio, so let's crank it up for number seven because the inside pod is on fire. We are back. We are certainly back for number seven, episode seven of the Inside Pod. Uh, of course, Scotty, uh, your co-host here with Mike, as always. Mike, what's up, brother? Hey, Scotty. How you doing, buddy? It's been a long, to quote the great Robert Plant, it's been a long, long time. Yeah, you know, we, we didn't really intend uh, to take a, a little bit of a of a hiatus. Well, not a hiatus. That's too, that's too strong, but uh, a, a kind of a, 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 a mid season uh, break there, but I, I've been a little busy. It's, it's been kind of hard to, to get, to, to get together and connect for a show. Um, have done quite a bit of traveling um, this summer and that has kept me both on the front end and the back end of that really busy. The planning stages of, of you know, the entire family has, and I don't, I'm, I'm sure you guys are the same way. I don't, I don't know if you are uh, brave enough to get out and do anything yet, but we, uh, yeah, we, we hopped a plane in, uh, what is, let's see, we're pushing uh, we're mid-July now. We hopped a plane about a month ago, uh, headed out west, it did a really cool national parks loop, um, and there was a lot of uh, planning involved and just kind of getting ready for that and, you know, uh, Joshua, our son with his, uh, with his autism, you know, there it's, there's a lot of extra planning that goes into, um, traveling with him just due to food. Um, you know, he has a gluten sensitivity and those things. And so it's, uh, been a kind of a busy time, but it's, it's, it, it's been a fun time. And my, my crew's been, uh, really happy to kind of get out and, uh, you know, stretch the legs a little bit and, and, uh, 
do, do some fun things that <laughs> the entire world uh, really didn't have much of an opportunity to do for, uh, you know, 14, 18 months or so. Yeah, it was a long time. Jeez. We knocked off six shows back to back, and then my co-host turned it, turned it to Forrest Gump on me. I'm watching Facebook. It's like this guy traveling across America. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you did that on purpose, but in case you didn't see um, on my Facebook feed, we we actually we actually went by, stopped at, and took photos at Forrest Gump Point there uh, outside of Monument Valley, where uh, he stops and turns around in the movie. Uh, you know, he gets to the point where he's, he's, you know, he, he has, he's run as far as he wants yeah. to run. I'm tired and, of uh, so he, Yeah, <laughs> I want to go home now. Go well, home. Yeah, it was, we, we, that wasn't quite the end of our trip, so we, we weren't ready to go home. But we got out and took the obligatory uh, photograph, family photograph with that really? in the background. At, with I didn't the, see that one. Highway. I didn't see that photo. Yeah, it, cool. that was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty neat. Pretty neat. That's kind of uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, otherwise, how have things been? You guys, uh, I guess, uh, things are start- yeah, things are starting to get back to normal a little bit up here. Uh, I don't know how much you follow the Canadian news. I shall take it not at all. Uh, Zero. But that's what I kind of figured. Uh, but, but, but things are starting to open up here. Like just today, we entered kind of stage three of our reopening plan. So things are going to get back to somewhat normal. The Blue Jays return to Toronto in two weeks, which would be kind of I nice. saw that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so things are starting uh, to get back to normal a little bit. Like our vaccine effort started a little later than you guys, just to due to where these things got made more than anything. But the effort has has gone much better than the rest of the world. So we certainly can't complain. Mm-hmm. Like I think on first doses, we're like we're five points clear of any other country in the world. And I think as of tomorrow, we jump you guys on second doses and. But I think we'll probably end up settling at about 70 or so percent of the total population being vaccinated. And that'll probably happen end of the summer. And that's probably about as good as anyone could possibly hope for. So I think right, at that right. point, you get to a point where, you know, kind of kids under 12 are unvaccinated. You know, you, you try to keep schools as safe as you possibly can. And everything else opens up to somewhat normal. And you just tell people that can work from home, keep doing that because that that's fine with us, you know. You know? And uh, you know, but beyond that, I think come the fall, things, I think things will hopefully be back to somewhat normal in Canada, and they hope they're not going to get hit with uh, a wave like that's happening in the UK right now. And yeah, and, and I fear yeah. what 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 might be happening to my neighbors in the south this fall. But let's hope things well, are, let's hope things are going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, of course, it, it varies by location a little That's bit, but thing. largely, yeah. lar- largely across across the uh, the U.S. with the exception of airline travel, uh, things have been pretty pretty well opened up and and more or less back to normal without masks, um, any of any of those things, uh, social distancing for about oh, I'll say about six weeks or so. Um, I, in fact, I was in a um, I was attending an event. Um, earlier today with the uh, governor of Virginia and uh, he and his entire, you know, staff, um, a few of the state um, uh, state senators, delegates, and, you know, no one even bothers anymore. Really? Um, and, you know, th- those those positions in, in our government, you know, you know, when you get to that point, then it's, you know, the, the, the public just is, of course, does not follow suit any, yeah. any longer. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I did see, of course, where L.A., LA County. They just uh, reinstituted the mask mandate, right? Right, right, yeah. right. So that's, 
Yeah, yeah, but a little, little more of a hot spot, I think. Yeah, I uh, think but... I think basically that's what's going to happen for the next few months is you're just going to see these flare ups, and and you just hope vaccination rates are high enough where these things don't get out of control. Uh, like as you know, I'm a Disney freak, as as you kind of are as well, and and yeah. I know in Central Florida cases are starting to get out of control again, and the mayor of the city that Disney is in has basically asked them to put masks back on when they're indoors, and I'm sure all the theme parks are like. Thanks for changing policy eight days after you changed it the first time. I'm sure they're just, they're, 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 yeah. they're just thrilled with how things are changing on a dime there. But yeah, and yeah. I know I know Disney's not for everyone. Um, it, it was a real shot to the heart for 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 our family. This we we had intent had full intention. This was was to be actually is still planning this fall to be the fiftieth anniversary celebration of Walt Disney World in Orlando and and uh, we we had plans about a year and a half ago to get back um to Walt Disney World in June of this year but we pivoted to the to the uh, outdoor adventure uh vacation itinerary instead you know largely because uh, well I mean th- there were some there were some uh, uh, spots out in that part of the country that uh, I had not uh, had, a, had a chance to visit yet that I, I wanted to check off my list. But uh, other, other than that, you know, I, I just don't really have an appetite for uh, writing a six, seven thousand dollar check to uh, to mm-hmm. Walt Disney to uh, have to walk around wearing a mask in the Orlando um, summertime and yep. and not just that, not to sound that selfish, tort- but that, that's not a vacation. That is torture, Scotty. That's, that's just that's just not that's just not my jam. I'm sorry. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Yeah, we, we put that off and, and I, you know, I don't know, you know, right now what next, next year kind of looks like, maybe we'll revisit that or we, we might just hit, hit a few more national parks yeah. instead and just give that another year. We're, we're kind of leaving that, leaving that open-ended right now, but yeah. um, we're in the same boat. We, we were supposed to be down there right now, actually. Our plan was to do July, 2021 and, yeah. uh, and, and that, that, that hit a wall real fast. And now the plan is maybe July or August next year. And I, I just hope things are back to normal by next summer. But I'm I'm not giving anything uh, a certainty at this point because it seems like every time I think, you know, things are getting better, things things stop getting better in a hurry. So I'm going to stop saying things are getting better. So yeah, we shall sure. see. Well, to uh, uh, sort of shift to some actual BDL talk, the reason anyone who's listening to this uh, show, I guess, is actually here, they don't want to hear our opinions on uh, vaccinations of and of course they do we're scientists think. scotty but, uh, everybody knows that. <laughs> scientists both of us what are you a republican <laughs> <laughs> oh joe won't like that line and then brian will, def- <laughs> brian will definitely not like that and bill will be like finally somebody to the brain on this show <laughs> oh boy um i think i need to open the show i was thinking a little bit about this today um how to open today's show. And I think, um, I think the way things have transpired this season so far, I need to open this show with an apology. Mm. And that apology, um, is extended from me to Brian and the Crawford cramps. Um, uh, if you'll recall from our season preview show, uh, not that I, I don't believe in any way, uh, through, uh, shade at, at the cramps and, and their off-season efforts to bolster that that club there. But I did uh, give the nod to the uh, uh, elevation to take the division. <laughs> nice call, Scotty. The, the, the West Division in 2021. And it literally might be the single worst call in the history of BDL podcasts <sighs> oh, because yeah. – 
you you pull up the standings page right now. Yeah, they're a couple the games cramps, back, Scotty. They're a couple games back. A couple. Yeah, yeah. The the, cramp, the cramps are not. They're not forty-seven games ahead of last place in the West Division. They're forty-seven games ahead of second place yeah. in the West Division, which is not even the Kill Devil Hills elevation. It is the uh, Grace Hugh Lions, a half a game ahead of the elevation. Not that it matters who is a half a game ahead of who or what in, in yeah. the West right now, um, looking at really one of the more, and I, I, I have not taken the time to analyze, um, you know, the extrapolation of the record at this, this point in the season compared to historically right now, I don't know what the cramps are looking at in terms of, you know, a historical and historical run, but, um, suffice it to say it is impressive. Yep. And um, I um, missed the mark <laughs> just a little bit badly on that call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- I think there's a lot of room for error in preseason pro- uh, projections, projections and predictions. So most of the time um, I wouldn't feel the need to apologize for, for missing one by a few games, <laughs> but this is embarrassing. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen sometimes. Yeah, this is what happens, I don't. This is I what don't happens, know, Scotty, when you try to have a hot take on our show. And I you guess know, you're right. You that, 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 that should have everybody had, you know, you know, just don't do that. That should have never happened. Yeah. You know, you're you're not you're looking at, you know, um, gosh, look at that. 104 wins here in July. Six uh, or excuse me, 768 winning percentage. You know, obviously the best club in the league this yeah, year. I don't know about that, but all right. <laughs> Uh, okay. By, 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 by record. record. Yeah. That's a, that's a really bad, by, by, by record. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you pull up and, um, uh, you know, look at, of course the, you know, the power ranking is, um, you know, between the cramps and your club, the Rockets, yeah. um, is a, is a dead heat at uh, 39.5. Um, so things are still tight. Things are yeah. still close. Um, the Rockets actually hold a slight lead over the cramps in the all important breakdown ranking, which um, we all know is a, is a very, uh, very good indicator of a club's true strength uh, in, in kind of in real time there. Um, So certainly setting record aside, one of the two best teams in the BDL. I honestly think they are the best team. Actually, I think they're the best roster right now in the league. Uh, and uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's a nice roster. It's a nice roster. And you look at what Otani's doing and, and that's without Mike Trout. What's that? That's without Mike Trout. That, you're, you're that, right. That, that that's why I said that's the best team. You know, uh, it's when, without Mike. It, it's, it's when you have um, that record and you're going to add the best player in baseball to your team. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 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 The cramps, they, um, they're, they're looking, they're looking mighty fine right now. And mm-hmm. um, I think before we were uh, on the air um, tonight, you, you made a comment that it, it really sort of reminds you of one of the old NorCal runs of the early two thousands or uh, excuse me, the, the kind of the, 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 yeah. the um, uh, uh, mid, mid kind of mid, mid late two thousands there. What the Oh nine, 10. Yeah. Uh, like, like that, nine, 10, that nine, 10, 11 
damaged team that would regularly win their division by like 60, 70 games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this team is yeah. reminding me a lot of that team. And they're built to have a pretty good run up at the top because, you know, it's tough to make up 47 games in the standings year over year. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think, you know, I don't think any of those three teams, like I'm, I'm sure they're going to all get better. I don't think the cramps are going to get 47 games worse. I don't think they're going to get 47 <laughs> games better. So I think Brian's going to have a little bit of a run up top of that division. I mean, I, I just, you know, you look at a club like the Elevation that is sort of, you know, one of the, st- we've talked a million times, just mm-hmm. kind of one of the standards of consistency in the BDL and up and coming team like the Lions. You know, Alex, I think, had a lot of enthusiasm coming into the year. Uh, you know, John trying to do a few things. The, those three clubs right now just have to be completely and utterly dejected yep. about what they're seeing. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're in division competition. And I, I you know, I, I just don't know that I see much of a way out for those clubs for the foreseeable future. If, if this is kind of the lay of the land in the West and what we're seeing from Crawford right now, it's, it's, it's really impressive. Yeah, it is. And to be honest, this is going to sound silly. If I'm one of those teams, I just forget the cramps from my division. I'm playing for a wild card <laughs> spot and, and I just hope to get them on an off week in the playoffs. Cause as we've all seen in our league, being the best team in the regular season don't mean much once the playoffs start. Uh, no, no, it, it, it certainly does. And I mean, and you know, I think historically in the BDL, what we've seen is what matters is, is getting to the postseason yeah, and, and being healthy once you, know, you get there. That's, exactly, that's and you know that the that's it's 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 all about a dice roll. Once you get to that point, and we've seen it over and over. You know the the best team, quote unquote, best team in the league, best record in the league has very seldomly taken home the BDL championship. Mm-hmm. And so you know, as as much as we are gushing. Uh, over the cramps right now, there's still a long road to go for Brian and his club. Um, but um, make no mistake, they are positioned quite well. They sure are. Uh, quite well. And won't maybe get into the other uh, PCL uh, division, the North, too much right now. We I think we'll we'll explore that maybe a little bit with our upcoming interview on this uh, on this episode. But uh, a really uh, Really fascinating race shaping up for the for the division title uh, in the North this year. After a hot start by the Mounties, and now the Beers, after a, a, a really really poor start, have have come on strongly uh, here as of late, and are uh, kind of kind of returning to form, I guess you could say. And that that race looks uh, that race looks to be quite entertaining as we head down the stretch. Um, the other two divisions, I don't know what kind of thoughts you have here in the uh, ACL. You know, the East, the Rockets are, you, know, you have two two commanders, not 47 game leads over second place, uh, certainly, but two very similar uh, situations in the South and the East with uh, 17 and 17 and a half game leads over second place in both of those divisions. So, just not competitive at all. And, and, and maybe that's really a, a sub thread that, that uh, we need to explore um, on an upcoming show, Mike. Um, we have one, we have one division in the BDL this year that is, uh, that is highly competitive. And the other three uh, are just cakewalks at the moment. I, uh, I at the top. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not convinced East is going to stay this way. 
Like I don't I don't think I have a seven hundred team. I don't I don't think like you, there's just you, there's you just, believe the Rockets are going to have I mean are you are you about to blow a seventeen and a half game? I, I don't. I, I don't think I don't I'm going to so. blow a 17-half game lead, <laughs> but I'm guessing by the time the season's over, that's going to be single digits. That's that's my guess. Uh, that I mean, possibly. That, I mean, po- yes. possibly. And of course, we're not we're not talking about you know early round playoff matchups, wild card. Anything could happen when we get there. And there certainly are you know top to bottom in the East. You've got strong clubs. Everyone um, at this uh, juncture. Uh, has it has a uh, winning percentage above 500 um so a, as usual yeah as we all always expect the east yeah. is stacked yeah, it's kind and, of annoying you know, for- at this point to be honest with you this is this is getting ridiculous <laughs> like every and, and uh and to be honest it, it's funny that you opened up with an apology at the beginning of the show about the cramps i think i need to apologize to the entire league for saying the South was going to be a little worse this year, I was clearly far too kind saying the South <laughs> was going to be a little worse this year. Like As bad as we all expected this division to be, this is a train wreck, Scotty. Like At the beginning of the year, we were talking about realignment. I think we need to talk contraction at some point because this is, this, is, <laughs> this is pitiful. Like You're 546. You would be tied for last in my division. You're up 17 games in your eyes. <laughs> Like this just, well, yeah, that, that's true. Now, the, the, wrong. <laughs> you know, the, the, the generals do have two wins against East teams this year. So there's not, I mean, uh, you know, when we look at the South, of course, I, I, I'm, I'm obviously going to take up for, for the gins here. You know, you're, you're looking at two through two through well, the four. Jets are, the, Jets, the Jets are not the problem. Scotty, the Jets are fine. <laughs> I'm talking about the rest of the grease fire that you call the division right now. Uh, A lot of people yeah, I mean, if you thinking, want, like, like at the end of the season, I think some people were picking the Wallabies to beat you, right? I believe I, think, I, I, I stupidly said that the Jens and Wallabies would be a coin toss, and I feel like an idiot right about now. <laughs> yeah, where's my apology? Yeah, just, you know, a coin toss, which, which you know, it, it, it was clearly a two-headed coin. Uh, <laughs> you know, picking the Wallabies, a team that I just cleaned the floor with 10 nothing in our last matchup. Like, there's, this, is, this is just a pitiful-looking division. Uh, you, it, you, it, if you it want is to talk really bad. <laughs> if if we're talking about contraction, I, I guess we're kissing, um, we're, we're waving sayonara to to one of the co co commissioners uh, because uh, Brent is voted off the island. Yeah, it's been a tough year uh, for Brent. Jeez. Tough year for tough year for the Wallabies. Yeah, uh, yeah, three three sixty four. Yeah. Um, not not the worst record in the league, but but very he, close. Second worst trying. record in the league. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, only worse. only. Uh, only Wrigleyville is is worse, and they're just down there getting pounded in the teeth by the cramps mm-hmm. uh, multiple times this year. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the. Well, I mean, of course, I know what to make of the South. I mean, it's, it's a runaway. It's a one team division. That's what's to make you of know, the South. What what to make of of the other three teams and, and kind of where they all go from here. Um, as they begin at, you know, at, at this stage, obviously, well, I would hope it's obvious uh, to them that they should begin turning an eye toward 2022 at this stage. <laughs> or 2027 you know, I, I or 2028. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those poor schmucks. I, I don't, I don't know where they go. I really just don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's not 
good. It's, we got to get Zach know, and these guys on the phone and just yell at them for 20 minutes. You know, I, I, you know Zach has some good young pieces, and, and maybe it's starting to show a little bit, and, and that's why they're, they're, they've are they clawed their way to, to second place. And, I you know, may, maybe there's some turnaround there potential, not this season, of course, but no. um, I, I just – that may be – being a little generous too. Yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, well, things so. can turn around. Yeah, things can turn around. <laughs> so we've been saying that for about five years. Things are going to turn around any any year now. Things are going to get better. Any any year, yeah, any year now. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, I think the chicks might be the what's the term the uh, the the nega. Uh, damage, you know, because we, you know, we were always saying, you know, this is the year they take a stumble, you know, they fall, yeah. they're out of the playoffs, and 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 uh, we we say the opposite about the chicks, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But, I guess things. Can yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know that really we're seeing any surprises, uh, except except possibly. Possibly one that, again, we, we'll kind of talk about a little more in our uh, interview coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, but as far as surprises this season, uh, you know, I guess the cramp surprised me, surprised no one else. I was the Dumbo on that one. But, um, you know, uh, again, the Rockets in, in in firm control of the East Division Generals in, in control of the South Division by a similar uh, margin. Um I, I don't know that we're seeing anything play out that um, is is really all that off base from from kind of where we thought things would be. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the year, like I'd have to go back to our preview show, but I think most of us picked the Gens to win the East, so win the South. Sorry, uh, all of you guys except for me, I think picked my team to win the East, so that's looking okay. I think we all picked the Beers, and they have a small lead in the North, and most of us outside of you picked the Cramps. So you know, I think I think. For the most part, the division leader, leaders aren't shocking, certainly. I, I'm surprised the Cardinals are in third. I think that surprises most people. Um, well, I mean, but again, I think, that, I think that's an – you have to factor in the, the East curve there. It's yeah. it, you know, say, To say you're surprised that they're in third, well, you know, they, they have 75 wins. Yeah. They, they've had a relatively good year, all things yeah, considered. It's just yeah. they, they – you know, they, they, the cards play in the East, the damage, yeah, the double downs. You know, it's 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 all relative. I guess I'm just surprised he's twenty and a half games back at me more than anything. Um. Okay. Now that that I will agree with. Um. That that is. You know, I did believe that that would have been the race in the south. Uh, excuse me, in the east this year, and that it would have been pretty close. Yeah. You know, certainly could. within. I will say. Again, um, you yeah. know, three. Well, it, it, I, I mean, mean, a game, I mean, as in, if we play each other, in, in, a matchup, a yeah, matchup, yes, a matchup, yeah, right, yeah, yes, it yeah. I, I would have thought, I would have thought, and and we'll see. Maybe maybe things will turn around and it'll get get a little closer, tighten up some. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought that division uh, between first and second would have ended up, you know, three to five games apart uh, by the end of the year, and um, not sure that's going to happen now, but. Um, We'll we'll see where that ends up. But uh, uh, any other thoughts so far midseason uh, here, Mike? As we are settling in at the All Star break and looking toward uh, rounding the curve toward the uh, latter part of the season here. Yeah, you know, for 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 me, the big story this uh, of this entire season has just been the injuries. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and across the league, they've just been. You know, teams have been decimated. Like I know the beers have made a nice little run, 
if you look at their roster now, I know I know Chris posted something recently where he's like, you know, his entire pitching staff is on the IL, and he's not <laughs> he's not that far off. Like he's got seven starters, I think, right now on the IL, all pitchers. Like I don't know what his schedule looks like the next few weeks, but this would not be a good time to be playing the Mounties or a team like that. Fortunately for him, uh, who does he have? That's, I just pulled up my schedule and said, oh, he's lucky he's got the chicks this week. This week. That's my team, actually. I this week. Uh, he's got the lines, and then he's got the cramps. So his pitchers better get back quick, fast, in a hurry uh, before that cramps match up. Um, yeah. so yeah, we shall see, you know, for me, the injuries are the big thing. I just lost to Kuna, which is not, not something I was terribly happy to see, but, um, uh, these things happen. It's, it's sports and guys get hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we've, we've all dealt with that to, uh, to a, to a decent degree, uh, uh, this season. But as, as you said, you know, it's, it's just part of what you deal with and, and, uh, you just hope you're deep enough to, to weather those storms and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and get back to a better place. But mm-hmm. uh, we are very excited this show, uh, Mike, to bring on your fellow Canadian, uh, Mr. Stephen of the Moncton Mounties. And, yeah, I'm not that excited, uh, Scotty, honestly. I'm really not that excited about this. I'm story. just excited not that my – <laughs> uh, I'm just excited that, that my Appalachian tongue um, got through Moncton twice Moncton. now. Yay. Moncton, Moncton. Moncton, Moncton, darn it! Yeah, Moncton. Oh well, yeah. that's pretty close, you know. You know, I agree. You Southerners on a curve for this stuff, you know. If you're in a curve, <laughs> you know, if you're in a curve, it's like it's like grading the east. It's exactly, exactly. Oh, in this case, it's <laughs> Where, south. You know, if you're close, it's <laughs> a, a victory. All right, we lost eighteen. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. We're not going to get mad. Well, you, you, you know how you know how it goes in the South. We, we celebrate close losses. So there you go. Uh, just, <laughs> uh, but we, we are we are very excited to have uh, Stephen join us uh, here. Uh, of course, outside of his coworker uh, Mike, yourself, um, we have not really had a chance to get to know Stephen all that well outside of the forum, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, this being his first year in the league. So we invited him on the show uh, this episode, and we are going to throw it on over to our interview with Stephen right now. Okay, guys, we are here with the BDL's newest general manager, Stephen, of the, and I'm going to try to get this right this time, uh, Mike tells me, this, is it Moncton? Not Moncton. Moncton, yeah. Moncton. Okay. Moncton. Okay, well, my, um, yeah, my, my, my English background says that's spelled incorrectly, but we'll, we're going to roll with it. Moncton <laughs> Mounties. Uh, <laughs> Stephen, great to have you on, on the show today. Uh, it's been... Um, Really fun getting to know you on the forum so far. I think you've been a great addition to what we do around here and just the, the community and the forum community. And you really just wasted no time in uh, just sort of inserting yourself and your uh, uh, Canadian uh, tomfoolery <laughs> into our lives. So thank you for that, sir. And welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. And thanks for the uh, invite into the league. It's been fun. It's been fun trash talking, but I, I get I get a little bit more uh, 
more rude once I know people. So Mike knows this is probably the yes. nicest he's ever seen me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, you need to get over that quickly because, yeah. He's going to get but, worse is what he's saying. Yeah, it's gonna get yeah worse. pretty that's, much. That's, yeah. My filter just uh, doesn't exist once I know people. So. Yes. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Well, probably, arguably, the biggest story that Mounties are in the BDL this year, in my opinion, but maybe we'll, we'll get to that a little more in, in a few minutes. But first things first, just, you know, congratulations on being the third, if memory serves, Canadian BDL GM. Round of applause. Hooray <laughs> for Steven. Hey, how did the, wait, you guys had another one and you let him go? Uh, we, we, yeah, we, Don was an interesting, uh, I'm not even sure if he was Canadian, Stephen, to be quite probably honest. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> no, he claims he was. He didn't really seem very Canadian to me. You know, he was, he was, um, let me see if I can look that up real quick. He, he was Sarnia, Sarnia, I think, right? Oh, I, uh, I used to, I used to, I used to play Sarnia in hockey all the yeah. time. It was a bunch of hicks. <laughs> I think so, he, I think he was. So, so his his, yeah, I just pulled up his Facebook page, and it looks it looks like Johnny and Bill are still his Facebook friends. Well, there you go. Um, this was this was like this was like ten years. It was a long, long time, time ago. ago. Long. Yeah. Uh, it says he's he's from Kirkland Lake. Okay. Uh, Ontario mm-hmm. and uh, lives now in, is it Aurelia? Is that Aurelia? Aurelia? Yeah. 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 Aurelia. Yeah. 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 So anyway, well, shout out to Don. <laughs> it's been a long, <laughs> been a long time. Uh, you'll never hear this, but um, nope. uh, uh, sorry, we had to uh, 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 force you out, Don. Uh, <laughs> best of wish, best of luck in, in all your future endeavors. But um yeah, but it's pretty much, you know, the most uninteresting honor we've ever bestowed on someone around here, you know, being the third Canadian GM. So just uh, just round that into a uh, <laughs> congratulatory statement. But, uh, anyway, we're glad you're here. Yeah. But uh, you've had, you know, a few months now to settle in um, into your role in the BDL. So uh, it's always fun to ask the, uh, the incoming GMs uh, what their first impressions of, of the league are. So... Just, I'll just give you a uh, kind of a podium for a minute or two, and and yeah, I mean, tell us what you think. Uh, good, bad, ugly. Oh, yeah. I mean, once I got on there, and I said, then Mike's like, oh, you have a we have a writer for Baseball America, and uh, we have it. I'm just like, well, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm way over my head now. Uh, but then I heard Mike won the league, so I was like, all right, I think this should shouldn't be too bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I feel like when I got there, I got a couple welcoming private messages which was nice uh, and it just seemed like an overall good group to be to be in like, yeah i was always looking for this type of fantasy league in any sport really other than basketball um <laughs> yeah. yeah i tried to start one in hockey and we got it going and then the lockout hit and i just killed it uh, uh yeah yeah but yeah. Uh, and I, I we we probably via email or some other means probably we've talked a little bit about this before privately, but had you ever taken on a a, a dynasty league team before? Has it, or is this a new experience for you? No, dynasty league is new. Uh, Keeper leagues. I have done dynasty league where the guy's yours and until you trade them or drop them. No, I haven't done that. Uh, Which was what was when Mike first told me about this league, I think it was two years ago, really excited me about it. You know, the fact that you could have a bunch of minor league players and you can actually keep them. You didn't have to, well, you didn't, you know, you have 20 of them, but, you know. And especially you, if you're the killer cars, you literally keep them all, yeah. all the time. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Forever. 
Until they turn into good players, then you you trade them immediately. <laughs> well, he just traded three of them, so yeah. <laughs> he just traded three of them for Burns. Yeah, he so. did. He did. So. Uh, yeah, Johnny's thing has been to add as many minor leaguers to our roster. Like this is a topic that comes up in the winter meetings. Oh, he's the one who's Basically, always asking for more. Yeah, like 28, yeah, 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 38, yeah. 108. Like, just give him as many minor yeah. leagues as you possibly can. This comes up every And the, the, the scary thing, and, and, and really, I, I think I think the, the reason we've kind of resisted increasing that in the past is that um, I, I think with, with the owners that we have in this league, largely, you know, um, they would be, those spots would be utilized really well yeah. across the, across the league. And, and, and there's kind of a fear that if that, if that was to happen, um, you, you would see, you would see maybe this, the, the I'm, I'm trying not to be insensitive, but the, the, maybe the, uh, the more cerebral uh, of the, of the GMs um, among our group would kind of really exploit that, you know, mm-hmm. to their advantage for, for, you know, a, a a long time and yeah. it would uh, maybe d- dig some holes that would be hard for two or three teams to dig out yeah. of. So yeah. It, yeah. it's, it's kind of a, a, a pr- protecting us from ourselves kind of uh, mentality on that one. Although there, uh, yeah, there, there have been multiple, multiple moves over the years to try to, uh, to try to increase that. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know. No, I think maybe. 20 is a lot when you have a 16 team league, that's, it's, it's a, a deep, big, pool. deep pool. It's a yeah. deep pool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. For sure. How did, I'm curious, how did you, you mentioned Mike had mentioned it to mentioned the league to you a couple of years ago. And I'm of course, when the, we had the, the vacancy, the opening for the former Scorpions, um, uh, obviously he came back to you and, and, you know, let you know that it was available and, and those things. But I'm curious how Mike pitched you on the BDO vacancy. I mean, what was his, how did he sell that to you? Uh, he said, there's an opening. Do you want in? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. He knew I was interested from yeah. the time he talked about it. Before. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Canadians are so dry, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he probably saw me work, not, not working, Scotty, to be honest with we you. Used to, like, we used to literally that? sit right behind each other. Yeah. Like I, We had our backs, like basically we were back to back and we would just turn around and I could see his computer if I turned around. Yeah. And he would show me, yeah, like, you know, show me his roster and he talked about it. So he knew if there was ever an opening and he asked me, I would jump on it. Yeah. Like cool. He sent me an email and I'm pretty sure you might have even been on the first email he sent me about it. <laughs> and he said, hey, this is Steven. He wants to join. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was, yeah, I guess that's simple, but yeah. And I think let's, let's talk a little bit about your, your first season, full season here in the BDL. You, you opened the 2021 campaign with, I think it was six consecutive matchup victories, um, taking control of the North division way early on. And as things stand today, you're only a half game behind the beers for the North lead after, you know, you kind of carry that torch for the North pretty, pretty much the entire season up until uh, really the, just this past matchup. Um, clearly your division appears to be headed for a, you know, too close to call type of situation here as we um, around the corner toward the uh, latter half of the season um, probably will come down to the final couple weeks or so 
uh, to decide a winner. So that it's always exciting to see races like that. But um, were, were you surprised to jump out of the gate with that kind of momentum as a year one GM in the BDL? Uh, yes and no. Uh, when I looked at my team, I was like, man, this, this is a very good team. Uh, so I didn't try to not do too much and not do anything stupid with it, basically. So a lot of rejecting trades when I first came in because a lot of people were trying to trying to test me, I think, see what they could get off me. Yeah. Uh, so, but I was, I knew this team was strong. Uh, I was hoping Thor would come back. That was one thing that now he's not. So it's a little, little bit of a kick in the butt. Um, but yeah, I didn't th- think they would be, I mean, some of the guys just went nuts. I mean, what did Johnny Peralta have like eight hits one night? Like, <laughs> yeah. and not Johnny Peralta, David Peralta, Johnny Peralta. Well, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> that was a, <laughs> I was wondering when the hell Johnny Peralta came back in the baseball. Man, what the hell <laughs> <that> happened? <laughs> well, yeah, like it. I, I didn't expect them to be that good. I knew that it was a strong team, and probably I, I knew Chris's team was the only one in the division that was even like close. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't expect like the, the craziness, like how good they were right right off the bat. Yeah, they kind of cooled you know, off. I guess. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. They've cooled off a little bit, but I, I really, you know, you juxtapose that start against last season and 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 of course in all fairness last season was a much smaller sample size you know with the with the uh, season setup that we had to roll out due to um you know the the pandemic related uh, schedule changes and and um your uh, franchise uh was i'll uh, just doing a quick look here certainly in the in the bottom half of the league last year and might have been in the bottom th- third or so they lost uh, looks... they lost in the first round and then made the finals of the consolation and lost in the final and, and yeah, i nine, know nine, that because i had that pick 19 total wins yeah. um 19 total wins and the best team in the league last year uh looks like 26 who was that total wins who's that scotty that was you had the, <laughs> the joke <laughs> damn well, okay. Well, I've got the standings pulled up. Actually, it looks like they. Um, yeah, I think these might be combined. Yeah, yeah. I think it's messed up a little bit, up. actually. Yeah. So I, I should stop talking. But yeah, you've got three three teams posting twenty six. Yeah, something's anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was a down year. Um, in any case, for your franchise last year, although you weren't involved at that time, but um, you know, just to kind of come out throwing punches immediately you know we we haven't i I guess that's a relevant question in my mind because you know we 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 don't see that too often in the bdl with new owners new gms when they come in and 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 granted most of the time you know the new guys are taking over rebuilding clubs generally speaking yeah um but uh so i mean you you really probably had a little bit of a leg up more more so than most um, historically but um, you know, we've, we've also seen, you know, the kind of the, the other side of the coin, um, in, in these cases where you'll have someone come in, um, have a pretty darn decent team, um, out of the gate and destroy just it. not just exactly take, just take, take not me, understand take, what take me for instance, Scotty, if you want to, <laughs> if you want an example of what not to do when taking over a roster, like at what I Mike might have caught, Mike might have cost himself two, two, two early titles. Yeah, that's, uh, where, uh, maybe. that's possible. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't yeah. know what, I, I didn't know what I was doing, Steven. And yeah. basically my first 12 months 
you know, the, the, the team was good that I took over. It was older. And, and, and I took them from a good older team to a horrible young team inside of six months. It was, it was, it was a sight to behold, let me tell you. And then, <laughs> and then it basically took me another year to figure out what I was doing. And I've been pretty good since then. So yeah, but it, but... It, it was an ugly first year. Like I made some, the, the, the crap trade offers that I accepted, my God. Like, oh, it was so maybe it's your fault. I got a bunch of those when I first joined. Then, you know, know another new Canadian, I can get anything off of. Yeah, you know what? That's part of it. And we got some guys in this league that I'm convinced sent offers hoping that somebody hits the wrong button. I was just about to say that. I get that's my only thought because sometimes I'm not going to mention any names, but someone was spamming me when I first time. I was like, is he just waiting for me to hit the wrong button? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not spamming you. It, it, like, to be honest, like I've been in the league now for, geez, how many years, years have I been in the league? Oh, it's been what, 12 or 13 years. Cause Joseph was a baby when I joined this league. Yeah. And it's I'm, been a long I'm, time. I'm 12 years and two titles and a decade of being a really good team in. And I still get a half dozen trade offers a year where I just look at it. And I just think to myself, why did they think, I would even consider accepting this offer. And I get a half dozen of those a year. I was like, I don't, I don't get it guys. It's just a waste of everybody's time even sending this, but you know, let's well, give them points for, for persistence. I, I, mean, I, let's, let's I guess. And, and for comedy, because, because half the time <laughs> I will yeah, take that email and I'll flip it off to a couple of guys in the league and say, can you believe this shit guy? And they just laugh their asses <laughs> off. That's hilarious. It's, and it's, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. But I think, too, um, no, just going back to the team last year compared to this year, I think when I was talking to Mike, too, and I was trained off, I put almost no stock in last year's stats for players. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot mm-hmm. of people were trying to get Moncada, Baez, and just they were they weren't they were horrible last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in my head, I was like, no, I'm not like, you know, and then they're trying to train me guys who had great 2020s. And it's like it's a 60 game sample. Yep, I'm right. not touching that. Right. Like whatever right. they did in 2019, I'll look at not 2020. I, I basically a write off last year. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, I think yeah, Marte yeah. hit one home run last year or something like that. Let me pull him up. I think he hit like one home run all of last year or something. Oh, two. Two. He had two home runs last year. He hit that in like the first week. Yep. So. Yep. There's a, there, there's a whole bunch of stats. Like, with, with the exception of the BDL title, everything else you can throw out the window. Yeah. Year, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of that, because that guy earned that championship, but everything else you can throw, you can throw out. Uh, speaking speaking of trade offers, uh, Stephen, ha- how many do you think you've rejected so far this year? Oh, God. That should be pretty good. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Probably about 30. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, half of them from from uh, from one guy. <laughs> I get a text from Stephen every four days. Like, come on, come, come, is he joking? I'm there. No, he's not joking. No, but I talk. Yeah, no, he's, he's not getting. That, no, that but I, I also I also talk to him on the boards too. We're just, yeah. you know, I I, he's, I don't know if he's like, he he seems very crafty just from the trades he's pulled off. <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It works for him. So yeah. I guess that's what he's, I mean, he's very good at what he does. Yeah. So I can't really complain about it yeah. too much because you know what? He, he's been doing it. Obviously, he's been doing it for a while and his team's yeah. good. And, yeah. you know, and he seems to pull he off really- these trades where I look at him going, really? How did he pull that off? <laughs> yeah. 
So he's, really, a good, really, he's, he's good at he's good at the job. So really n- narrowing things down here. Yeah. <laughs> Better <laughs> be, tread lightly. <laughs> oh. Talk about Scotty. Everybody knows we're talking about yeah. Scotty. Hey. Obviously, obviously, that's who we're talking about. Obviously. Hey, I mean, I just complimented him, so yeah. I don't think he'll be too upset. I don't actually. I don't think I have. I I think I've only made like one. I don't think you've made two, an offer to me at all. Two. Uh, no, I, I've not made an offer to you. I, that's no, no. that's for sure. I think my see Mike and I, I think we we, we made a preseason trade, and then I trade. I had made another trade with with Ort. Um, I begged Brent to trade with me, and he went and sold the person I wanted to someone else, uh, sight unseen, basically <laughs> with what he got back. Um, and and we still aren't speaking over that. But uh, yeah, you you've had a lot more. Um, it sounds like activity that I have this, this year. They're, they're still testing you for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't, don't blame yeah. them really, but yeah. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not ready to blow my team up. I don't think I will be because most of my guys are still quite young too. So right. not, not a bunch of old guys. Uh, you're, you're cut. You're coming off of, of a victory of course, over the lions in, in week 14. Um, but as you alluded to, uh, you know, have had some unevenness um, here in the last few weeks. You fell uh, with a one-nine score to the Beers, your North Division primary rival at the moment. Yeah, um, fell to the Beers the week prior to that in what was, you know, I think an important North Division uh, division head-to-head showdown. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you feel that you learned, if anything, about what you needed from your club? this year to compete down the stretch following that loss to the beers? Uh, well, I need pitching and I need my guys to get healthy. That's why I'm not really too panicked right now. Cause I know my team's very, very good, but I've got Marte Kana and Upton all on the IL right now. Uh, when they went on the IL, I think Kana and Upton were both in the top 100. So I feel like if they get healthy before the playoffs, I should be okay, which is not really panicking right now. I know I'm going to make the playoffs but I do need pitching. That's been a struggle. I've got DeGrom who's been pretty much carrying me. That's after him. Not much. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's not too difficult in the PCL to feel confident about making the playoffs. um, When you have the cramps in one division, you have a pulse through the playoffs. Just, just giving it, giving a Mike Tyson uppercuts to the entire West division (laughs) down there. And, and, uh, yeah, we, we talked about that a little earlier. Crawford is, is just, uh, uh, really on fire this year, but, um, yeah, he is. And that's, I just have to get, you know, someone's got to get lucky when they face him one week. Tatis and Guerrero need to take a few nights off. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's the thing about fantasy baseball. You can be so good. And then the one week when you're in the playoffs, the guys you need are, you know, they're tired or they took a break or they get hurt for a couple of days. And that's it's like your whole thing. Hey, listen, you're, 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 you are absolutely preaching to the choir. <laughs> I, I, I have, I, I have two titles in the BDL um, setting those titles aside. I have, I have won the regular season in three other years that were not title years. Not those ones. Um, different years. <laughs> so, so that's that, that that's painful. But yeah, you uh, you you uh, you really it's about in this in this kind of league. I think setting yourself up for success, and you know that just really means um, you know engineering your team in a manner that when you 
are in the postseason, you have, you know, a respectable chance, you know, yeah. to uh, stay hot, to stay healthy, um, and kind of have what you need to get over the hump. And and really, it's it's just about getting there and and then letting the chips fall. And so I I think you uh, you you certainly have the right attitude uh, uh, about that for sure. Um, and you know, we we talked a little bit about your uh, uh, trade rejections. But you you did seem to find a, a couple of early dance partners in in the BDL uh, engaging with both the Amish Brotherhood and the Rockets. I think uh, early on and somewhat often in trade activity. Um, yeah. This makes you, uh, in in addition to being our only our third Canadian GM, this makes you a rare commodity as someone who can actually find a way to trade with Joe when he's not grumpy. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't really know the backstory to that, but it sounded funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, any, any, uh, I guess any, any uh, stories that you can share just from from those exchanges and kind of how those those uh, those moves came together. And you know, Joe, of course, uh, his his Amish brotherhood were, um, you know, uh, quite 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 the powerhouse the last, what, cu- certainly couple seasons uh, for sure, uh, if not uh, maybe one or two more there uh, going back. And as uh, as the Amish are wont to do from time to time, just decided it was time to uh, uh, cash out. So uh, I think you uh, maybe kind of took advantage of the, the early process of, of Joe uh, making that decision. But uh... Uh, no, I think the one trade we made was actually – not really a rebuilding trade for him, but I needed pitching. He needed a middle infielder, so I gave him. Okay. Uh, what did I give him? Polanco. The guy from the Twins. Polanco. Polanco oh, okay. Yes. And he gave okay. me Keiko. That must have been, must have been earlier, earlier on. Then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And before, I, he gave, before he, and I got Keiko, who, has, I mean, he's been better than a lot of the guys I have, but. Uh, and then I got Kana from him for uh, I think I think someone who's like a hometown favorite for him, the uh, Perdomo from Arizona. Right. Right. Yeah, I think I, I figured. I was like, oh, I think. See, I'm not a. I think Perdomo's like a glove, a glove speed guy. So I didn't think his fantasy value was uh was that great. So I was okay to let him go. Hmm. Well, so, you know, based on, you know, kind of where you have come from at the start of the season, where you are now, and and kind of. Uh, inverting that and looking at where the beers have come from with the slow start. And now they're sort of coming on and, and picking up momentum. Um, just candidly, ha- how do you feel about that, um, about that dynamic going into the last several weeks of the regular season here? I mean, you know, uh, what, uh, h- how do you think that's going to play out? Oh, I think, uh, uh, I think I'll probably take them, but I mean, his team, I looked at his team when I, when it started and there was no reason for him to be as, is a, I think he was in third place at one time. I think Amish was ahead of him. But he's got a lot of injuries. I'm looking at his list right now. He's got Darvish, Gallen, Sonny Gray, all on the IL. So, I, I mean, and he's also got Francisco Lindor on his team. So, I mean, he can't be that good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, no, I think uh, I think it's going to be close. If my guys get healthy, I think I'll take them. But 
I don't know. I haven't looked at the schedule. Do I play him again? I don't think I do. Uh, you do the last week of the season. Oh, okay. So that'll which, be huge. Which I'm guessing it's going to set up perfectly. Well, I get to play Kill Devil Hills next, so there's two pitching categories I won't win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of pitching, he's got it all, so I can't really go and pick anyone up either. <laughs> That's our art. <laughs> yeah, the first matchup I played against him, I saw he had like 20 starts remaining, and I was like, what? How is that yeah. possible? Yeah. He has a nice... For starting twenty five pitchers, I don't know how he does it. He 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 sure does, guys. I have some breaking news uh, here as we sat down to record, or at least uh, Mike, you and I, a little earlier. I uh, received a um, uh, a rather large trade offer from uh, from one of our favorite GMs there, oh. and hadn't even had a chance really to look it over that uh, that much, and just got please, an alert that it, it, it has officially been withdrawn. So please, there is no please, need for please. concern. Please forward me this trade offer. I want to see this. <laughs> we're we're not going to talk about this on the air, Mike. Oh, we really should. Let's knock up the ratings, baby. Or I was looking at Orp's team, and he actually has my biggest mistake. I dropped the Scalfini. I dropped. I I took. I dropped the Scalfini, and I kept Cobb, and Cobb is now off my team. And I remember just kicking myself after that because he's he's been a great pit. He's been great. This year, Stephen, if your biggest mistake is uh, dropping Anthony Descalfini, uh, you're doing very good things. That was my my, <laughs> my biggest it. mistake in year one was trading a young Zach Grinky for something called Faltino de los Santos. <laughs> that that's that's a mistake. Dropping Anthony is nothing you're gonna regret in five. Years. Wait, you traded? How old was Grinky? Uh, well, this was eleven years ago. I don't know how old he is now. So, but yeah, he so would have he been in pitcher. Kansas City still, so he would have oh, been wait. a pretty young guy. Oh, wait. Ort also has Alex Cobb, so he's just he's got, got both guys. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, Ort. Yeah, so yeah, you, you know the 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 key, you know, for you, I think this season, and I'm sure we went over it before you even joined the league, is just don't don't do anything stupid, and you're probably going to be pretty good because I think the mistake a lot of new managers make when they come in is they're overly aggressive and they want to, you know, build a team in their image. And the problem is they don't know what that image is going to look like. So, you know, I think I think the key is just to kind of take your time, relax, don't do anything crazy. You get a feel for what player value is because we've got a lot of really great storytellers in this league that can, they can sell you guys that aren't worth the damn really for your best players. And, you know, the key is really just, just avoiding the big mistakes. And if you can do that for your first year, you're probably going to be all right. Yeah, you know? I think that that was my message to pretty much everyone who made a trade offer to me was I don't want, I just want to see how my team plays out for the first few months before mm-hmm. I do anything. Yeah, some of them, yeah, it didn't deter a lot of them. No, no, no. I I, I updated my block with with a message of don't even bother sending me Akuna offers. And I got two offers within five minutes of setting up with that. <laughs> I think they were, they might have been troll jobs. They they might have been, but I don't know if they were. I, I was <laughs> I was thinking about sending one after after I saw him got carried off of the yeah. stretcher. So yeah, it's like all right, guys. You know, I'm not sure if the answer is no wasn't clear enough, but apparently apparently it wasn't. So you but never yes, responded. If... You never responded, Mike, to my uh, to my uh, cruise for Akuna. Uh, yeah, and you're right. There's a reason Offer. why I didn't respond to that. Wait, which, okay. well, that's, which, which, that's which, rude. 
Which cruise are we talking about? Does it like matter? Well, <laughs> Nelson, of course. <laughs> Hans Cruise used to be in the league. Yesterday. Didn't uh, didn't Mike trade you Nelson Cruise already? I did. Mike and I have swapped <laughs> Nelson Cruise like like six times. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Scotty and I make two giant trades every three years. I don't know why that is. We <laughs> this just, is true. We just make gigantic like eight player deals once every eighteen months, and the thing is, they tend to usually work out pretty well for both of us, which is why we probably keep doing this. We tend not to offer us horrendous deals. You know, our valuation is usually pretty close to reality when we send each other offers. Pretty close. Deals usually, you know, don't take very long because usually like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Let's do this. Or as opposed to some other owners in this league, I'm not going to name any names where it just seems like they're on friggin' you know, bizarro planet as far as player valuation sometimes. It's like, but you know, with 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 Scotty and with a bunch of other guys in the league, like Kevin's another one who's really good for that. He's just got a really firm grasp of what what guys are worth, which makes trade talks very, very easy with a guy like that. You know, I think we got probably maybe like a half dozen of those guys in the league. I tried or, to yeah. make well, trades are just really easy to make because everybody knows what these guys are worth. Yeah, I think I tried to make a trade with Kevin, but my my minors are just not very. They're good. a bunch of nineteen year olds. Yeah, so I mean they they're not very good, but they could be very good. It's just and it's like, well, if I'm going through the minor league system trying to replace them, it's like there's nothing really out there to replace them with right now, yeah. too, right? So yeah, but there's a lot of um, lottery tickets down there. From yeah, Scott was was uh, the way Scott built his minor league system is a lot like the way Joe built his, with basically fifteen year old Latin kids. Yeah, they'll wait six <laughs> years for, and you hope a couple of them turn into superstars. And you know, honestly, in theory, it isn't a bad strategy. You just have to be really, really patient with those guys, and not cut just, them when yeah. when you know things go bad and yeah. you know low A because you know they might be stars the next year. You know, and, and you know, so it's. But it makes it hard when yeah, you're trying to win it, that it year and you don't have any trade chips. It really all, does. Yeah. It really does. I, I have one top 100 prospect, and it's not even one of those Latin guys. It's Tyler Freeman. Yep. He's <laughs> a very and good that, hitter. That, those, those differences uh, among the different owners um, that you're describing really makes the economy of trading, especially as it pertains to prospects, sometimes to be – uh, a little bit frustrating, mm-hmm. you know, in this league, mm-hmm. um, in in the sense that you know you you have certain guys who really really value, uh, you know, high risk but high reward 18, 19 year olds, and you have other guys who want nothing to do with them, and then the opposite is true sometimes with your you know your your more of your uh, you know uh, middle ceiling but 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 low risk yeah. uh, blue chip uh, college level prospects, for instance, that others seem to really prefer to load their uh, minor league rosters with that are not always as valued as highly as maybe they should be. And and that can really, I think that that's where you end up with a lot of the kind of the clickish, um, not, not on per it's, it's an accidental uh, dynamic in the mm-hmm. league, but you, you end up kind of like with this little, these little clicks of trading partners who, you know, like, like Mike and I, for instance, um, you know, if, if there, if there's a, a segment of my roster that I just, I really need to reset up or down in either direction. I just want to, I just want to reset. Um, I can usually reach out to Mike and we can work something out. 
you know, he, he will find something that makes sense value wise and, and I the same. And, and there are a few guys that uh, like that, who it's, it's not that their valuations are, uh, or it's not that they're, they're, they're um, difficult to trade with per se, but it's just that the valuations and what, what they want versus what you want and consider valuable in that currency can, can be way off sometimes. Yeah. And, but, but also uh, that's probably what makes a league this large um, work. Interesting too. Yeah. You're right. Work. Yeah. Because if all 16 of us thought the same way, it would be damn near impossible to get anything done. Like it's yeah. kind of important that we have kind of, you know, as you said, we have kind of different cliques of guys and the key is to know who is in each of those clicks. You know, some guys really value draft picks. Other guys, right. like Ort, for instance, has no, he doesn't care about draft picks at all. While other guys, you know, really, really value draft picks. And the key is to know which of those guys value the assets that you have to your team. Because a third round pick, to me, is worth a lot more than it is to say Ort. You know, yeah. so so the key is really just to know how guys value, you know, assets in the league and, and how they value their own guys. Because some teams, and this is particularly true with prospects, some teams have a very inflated uh, valuation of their own prospects. Uh, and to be honest, their own major league players too. Uh, w- one thing I learned relatively quickly in this league is not to have untouchable guys on your team. I, right. I I've traded so many players that it's it's you know it is it, borderline ridiculous the number of trades I've made in this league, and and part of that is just yep. to know that there is a price on anyone, and you know and as much as I won't trade Acuna now just because he's hurt and I'm not going to trade him for sixty cents on the dollar seventy five cents on the dollar, there there isn't a player on my team that I will not trade. It's just a yeah, question and, and, of, of of this is what I value him at. And if you pay me a penny more than what I think he's valued at, I will trade him. And yeah. I think it's and, important and, to have that mindset. Right. And, and along those lines, you, you, you talk about mistakes that, that you've made in the past, that we all have made in the past in, in one way or, the, or, or another. I can't really think of a standout trade that was just really, really egregious on my end. Um, however, uh, I think my biggest mistake early on was um, just as you're, suggesting uh mike um uh treating certain players uh, you know i can think of the very early days of the generals i can think of like like david wright <laughs> grady sizemore mm-hmm. um you know guys like that that who i um really just considered untouchable for a for a period of time yeah. um and and in you know some cases it was maybe somewhat justified and in, in others, not at all. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the mistake there is that you really, you can allow yourself to miss out on good opportunities yeah. if you yeah. approach things that way. And, and I, I learned after about th- maybe three seasons there early on that that just is not a wise thing to do. No, no matter how in love you are with a certain player, um, they, they all have a value. They all have a price. And if someone comes to you offering, uh, 150 cents on a dollar. Take it. You you probably should think about it really really hard. Yep. Yeah. No, that's 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 a agreed fair point. And uh, I think yeah, I mean, 
I don't really have anyone I wouldn't trade. Uh, you just got to offer me something that's worth it, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, even Jose Ramirez, I'll trade him. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. But I won't trade him for for like an outfielder who's, you know, I've got like six outfielders who are decent. So. Well, let's 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 get down to the real question at hand here before we sort of wrap things up. Um, what exactly is it like to work with Mike on a day to day basis? God, it's, I, it's I don't have to anymore. It's a gift. Scott. I haven't had to sit beside him in uh, what is it now, sixteen, 16 months? months? Yeah. Well, let's it's... let's presume that you're going to get back to work together in the same office space. You know, sooner than later, and maybe that won't happen. But let's just let's just let's just for the sake of this conversation, say your office sends a memo, and within ninety days, that's you know that's what's happening, and you're back in the office, um, seat to seat again. So get paint, paint paint us a picture. What's a day in the life of of uh, working oh, alongside Mike Polidoro? <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's just he's a lot of subway. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst thing you come up with. <laughs> he saw a subway and he wears a fanny pack. I remember making fun yeah. of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> I had one in Philly when you met me, Scott. You remember? You did. And, and you guys were making fun of it then, too. <laughs> My first impression pack. of Mike, okay, so it was probably like 10 years ago when we were at. Uh, and I walked in and I hear this talk radio coming from an office. And I'm like, hmm? Who the hell's listening to talk radio and the and it was uh, it was a sports talk radio, so I respect that. But it was just <laughs> oh, it's, it's, and then I just remember hearing that and then being told that we're not allowed to wear headphones. And I'm like, why can't we wear headphones? This guy's got talk radio going. <laughs> <laughs> but no, working with Mike is actually a lot more fun than you think. It's it's someone to joke around with. Uh, we've got a, a lot of people who don't like sports on our floor. Dude, so, almost everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did say a lot. So. <laughs> uh, or if they do, they only like basketball. I mean, who watches that shit? Yeah, Steven's a huge, huge Poops fan, uh, Scotty. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scott, yeah. Uh, unfortunately for you, Scotty's a friggin' Lakers uh, uh I just I just love a sport fan. where the players get together in the summer and decide, you know, that they're going to make up super teams and then actually <laughs> compete with each other. Yeah. You're, not um, my, You're not wrong about maybe that. Not, <laughs> Maybe not the most appealing thing about today's NBA. You're, no, I'll, I'll give you that. I do uh, love that the. I think the Suns. Uh, the Suns didn't really do that. Uh, that, as far as my knowledge is concerned, that no, no, uh, they didn't properly. because honestly, Phoenix wouldn't be able to do that if they tried. Yeah. Uh, because they they don't exactly have uh, super popular ownership and management there, so it isn't like there's going to be a mad rush of guys to to head over to Phoenix to play. So I'm kind of hope, but I don't think the Bucks did it either, right? They did the it. They, yeah, yeah. They, they, they they just drafted a superstar in the middle of the first round, and if yeah. you do that, you know your team's going to get pretty good almost by accident in the NBA. Uh, you know, it it, it 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 has been and always will be a stars driven league, and if you got one of the best two or three players in the league, you know, if you can surround him with something resembling good pieces, you're going to wind up in a bunch of NBA finals. And that's, yeah. Well, one thing the NBA does, does do that I respect is they actually protect their stars. Unlike hockey who lets their stars get the crap kicked out of them and thinks that that's entertainment. Like I want to watch some third line plug hurt. One of the best players in the league. That's, you know, that's what I paid my tickets for. Yep. Right. And, and one thing I've always been critical of to, or have, have lauded the NBA for, 
um, is in their marketing um, of, you know, superstars mm-hmm. and, you know, pushing the game in that way. Whereas, you know, that's not something that, that Major League Baseball really excels at. Frankly, Mike Trout could walk down Main Street, USA, in almost any town in this country and, and not be recognized by Anybody. 95. Yep. Yeah. Right. And that's that, that when, when that is your truth, as a as a national sports league, that is a that is a real problem, mm-hmm. yep. um, and and that's I think that hurts today's game. And and Trump you know, you, in you, Los you, Angeles of all markets. Yeah, he's not right. You would. He's not in Kansas City. This no. guy would be on the cover of every magazine and TV commercials. Like he should be bloody everywhere. Has he even been yeah. on the cover of the show? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I have I no idea. And see that that's another. How many you know. How many how many NBA stars would be instantly recognizable anywhere in the country? Well, you know, I mean, certainly like probably tall. a dozen. Okay, well, yeah. setting that aside, <laughs> but but you know, certainly. Well, I don't watch basketball. Here's a good example: I don't watch basketball, and when the Cleveland Cavs were playing uh, the Raptors. I saw Kevin Love walking down the street and I recognized him. Yeah. And I don't watch mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah. So. And that's Kevin Love. That's not LeBron yeah. James. Yeah. 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 And, and, and how, how, how many, how many baseball stars can you say that about? You know, almost none. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and, yeah. and, and I'm not saying there, there are, you know, certainly yeah. guys like, you know, here, here we are sitting on a, uh, you know, talking on a, on a podcast for a, fantasy baseball league i'm not referring to this crowd you know we we certainly would would be able to pick people out but you know your your average joe uh well that's that's also not a good reference in this context either is it joe is very average (laughs) but your your average person in in this in 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 you know in the north america um you know, they're just not going to, uh, they're not going to recognize that individual. And that's, I, I think that's a problem. Yeah. And, and even the NFL, you know, a, a sport where, you know, your stars walk around on the field with their faces uh, covered up in a helmet, you know, yeah. it, 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 they, they do a better job yeah. of that. And I, I really think that's a problem. Yeah, I can well, guarantee I you that if we grab photos of the 10 most popular NBA players, the 10 most popular baseball players and have our wives look at them. My wife who knows nothing about sports will be able to identify a half dozen of the NBA players by accident and she will recognize, guaranteed and she will recognize none of the baseball players. Yeah. Guaranteed. Same. Same. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Except my wife might only get one of the maybe two of the basketball players, Curry and James probably be the only two she'd get. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so sad. So sad. <laughs> um well, Stephen, we can't we can't let you go without asking the uh, the question we have asked everyone this year so far on the show, and that is to give us your BDL championship prediction. Uh, who is this year's BDL champion? I'm gonna go off and say it is going to be Kevin. I don't know why. I just think. It's wow. Yeah. I'm just gonna pick, pick that. Making that. he even picked someone in my division. What a douche. Yeah. <laughs> Brian you or know, something make me feel a little better about it. Jeez. You know, you know when you asked me that question, I said who's second in Mike's division. That's what I'm thinking. Piss him off. That's what I kind of figured. Okay, was. that's interesting. A team. So you should ask really... Mike what it's like working with me. That's the that's the real question. Yeah. Well, it's funny. <laughs> no, <though. laughs> 
<laughs> That's kind of funny, Scotty. So years and years ago, this is before I even knew who Steven was. This is probably 11, 12 years ago. Our bank came up with a change in our health benefits. And, uh, and within the bank, we had this kind of a public web forum you could post on to. But most employees knew well enough to not shit talk the executives <laughs> in the public forum because your name was actually on the posts. And then uh -huh. I just saw someone just ripping into everyone. And I'm like, who's this douche? Who uh, I'm there, I either love this guy or hate this guy. I don't know which one it is. Just ripping these guys a-holes. And I'm like, Stephen Cook, who is this guy? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not sure if this guy's the biggest idiot in the world. He's the biggest set of nuts I've ever I've ever seen on anyone. Hey, but I'm still you know there. what? It's been 12 years since those comments. And he's still working for the company. And I've been there. promoted three times. So yeah. Maybe yeah. must have done something, right? No. It would have been six uh, times had you it would have been six had you not made those comments, Steven. No, I think <laughs> I, but but hey, come on, give me credit. They actually did like, you know. After I got some pe other people talking too, and they actually yeah, changed some of the stuff. So they did, they did. But but like I'm I'm reading this and I'm like I'm I'm there. I agree with everything he says, and he's completely right. But man, this thing stones the post with your name. But I remember it. that was 12 years ago. I didn't have any kids. I wasn't married. I was single. So if they ah, fired me, I would have shrugged and said, "Oh, whatever. I'll find another job." Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Things have changed. If that happened now, me and Steven would be like, "Oh, good changes, boss. Good job. It's good." Yeah. <laughs> I would just keep quiet. They're letting me work from home. I'm not going to complain right now. They can do whatever they want as long as they don't ask me to come back to the office. <laughs> and and you speak for everybody in our office. You speak yep. for everybody there. And Scotty's like, I haven't worked one day from home this entire time. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Actually, have not. I have not. No. You didn't? No. But, okay. No, no. Uh, our, our staff is, is pretty small, about, about, eight, about eight people in my organization. Um, and it's pretty close-knit. And, you know, we don't live in a really high population area anyway. Uh, so it's just kind of situational. It's, it's yeah. not... Uh, it's not too. It's not too risky for us to. Uh, oh, yeah, come yeah. to work every. And day. now, Stephen, what Scotty says, he doesn't live in a high population area. His his hometown has nine people and twelve sheep. <laughs> like this is this is you know, his family is half the population in his hometown. This is not you know. That's Mike, like Mike is being place, though. Mike is being slightly uh, slightly dramatic, but we have. Um, we have eighteen uh, sheep. Actually, Mike, we don't have twelve sheep. The, uh, <laughs> The uh, the we, we have one town in the in the county where we live. One town, not not no city. One town, and um, it is a town of about nine hundred people. Yeah, um, the, the county, kit the kit the county wide population is a um. Well, I, I honestly, I'm kind of nervous to see the new census data, but uh, it should be around probably about twenty thousand people. Yeah, that's the county. That's one count. Yeah, that's that's the county that that yeah, right. I don't I don't generally get along with people, so that's like a place I would. The, talk the, to. Yeah, you know that would be perfect for Stephen. He should move yeah. down there. What is the first <laughs> thing I said when I bought this house? I love my my house because my neighbor's deaf. Yeah, <laughs> I, still, I still remember that line. Because <laughs> I don't have to talk to him. <laughs> I've gotten better though. I've gotten better. I've gotten better with talking to my neighbors. I there live on a go. court with only five other houses. So. I've gotten a little bit better. A little bit better. He says hello when he drives by them now. This is a huge yeah, sometimes I give them a wave. <laughs> <laughs> a wave. It's not even wave. just, you know, they've done anything. It's just, well, 
I just I have I'm usually pretty busy. I just don't like making small talk with people. Steven, I'm the same way. I was at the butcher today and we're in there with masks on. So I walk in and there's this lady in front of me. She turns around, Mike, how are you? And I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> you know what I'm gave thinking. you away, right? Mm. The fanny pack? No, I didn't have it. Fanny pack in the height. <laughs> I didn't have it on. So she turns around. She she then takes her mask off and looks at me. She, Mike, you don't remember me? And I'm like, help me out. And she's just looking at me with this look of amazement. Our parents are best friends. And with that clue, I still couldn't put two and two together. And she's I like, just, oh my God. Uh, whenever like, someone says my name, I just pretend I know who they are. And then later, yeah. I, I have no idea who that was. I, it, it, it was horrible. And I'm, I'm looking at her. And then after about nine clues, I clued in this is a person I've literally known since I was born. And I'm like, I'm just a horrible human being. I'm, I just, I'm not very just blame COVID, Just blame the <laughs> pandemic. That's why I blame for everything. <laughs> blame the pandemic for everything. Anything that ever goes on. COVID. With people. I, I mean, <laughs> I haven't cut my hair in, in 17 months. I mean, COVID. That's you now. Jeez. <laughs> My wife gave me a samurai bun the other day. I feel like a Ken doll some days with my daughters doing my hair. It's just, you know, COVID. Scotty's wondering about the quality of people we're adding to our league now. It's like, who the hell have we added? Hey, when I have to go back in the public, I'll I'll shave my head or something. Yeah, that might be a while still, but we shall see. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, Stephen, we appreciate you hopping on the show um, tonight, making time for us. So uh, good luck. We both um, are really pulling for you and your division against the beers. We hope you uh, wax uh, Chris here toward the end of the season. And, Trade uh, me a picture. Uh, sh- trade me a picture. <laughs> I will do that, sir. I will do. We will come together on a trade. Absolutely. This should be interesting. Let's talk about Let me look that. at these pictures. I don't know if you wanted any of these guys, uh, Stephen. But no, I was just. I, you I, might... I, I've been actually eyeballing his pictures for a little while now. But then his well, team's too hmm. good. It doesn't make sense for me to go after him. So yeah. J Hap can be had. J Hap. He can be had. Really? Listen. I was listen, more looking at JB. I, I, I could. I could. I could sell out and rebuild right now and still win the South. So just throw something at me, bro. <laughs> it's Scotty. If for the next six weeks, if you just fielded illegal lineups every day, would you still win your division? Probably. I am. I have no doubt whatsoever. <laughs> if you just got shut out every week, I wonder if they would catch. It's it's a it's locked. It is locked. Oh, is I still think it is it is um, really sad that the other Canadian is not in the North Division. I still think that's very sad. The other Canadian, yeah, yeah, that's you, a good point. You, you should, I don't know why both Canadians aren't in the north. I mean, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Move me to the north, Scotty. Yeah, do it, yeah. buddy. Do it. Move me to get me the hell. Well, you have to move beers out. Oh, beers yeah, out. please. Yeah, take the beers out and move me in. I'm yeah. all right with that. I'm, Send I'm beers right to the that. east. I'm all right he's, with he's that. sitting there swearing at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> like I'm from Colorado. That's pretty damn north. Can we move somewhere? He, else? he runs the draft pick form. I think a bunch of my draft picks just got traded somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, just joking. all right, man. All right, all right Steve. All right, take care, I will, guys. I'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more Italy talk, okay? I will try to keep it down. I'll just bring up World War Two if you do, okay? <laughs> we won. We won that one. Remember, we we, we turned late. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You it's won. a victory. It's easy for to win when you join the wrong team. <laughs> it's a victory for us, though. We changed. We changed sides with about two weeks left. Your titles. You, that's about as legitimate as LeBron's titles, okay? Uh, 
Oh, you know what's kind of funny about the whole world? <laughs> you know what's kind of funny about the whole World War thing? So during the final, I was talking to my brother who, who was at a restaurant watching this, and there were a couple English fans. And as the game was ending, you know, with you guys losing it all, the yeah, Italian yeah, yeah. fans started to get chant of two World Wars, but only one World Cup. And I thought that was really, really cruel. <laughs> yeah. It's kind, you of, know, kind, of, kind of cruel, I thought. But you know what, though? The dumbasses bring it on themselves with their fucking <laughs> it's coming home. Even as an English person, I was just like, shut up. Poor Steven. <laughs> I mean, growing up a Leafs fan, too, I know never, yeah. ever, ever get confident. Ever. There's nothing to be confident about. <laughs> Scotty has no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> what's the I word over here I'm what's the totally word tuned out i think the comp for baseball would be maybe being a mariners fan i don't uh, know no 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 it, it would be uh oh geez uh think of a a highly paid team it, it would have been the cubs before they win a world series yeah yeah bro. yeah i mean when the cubs won theirs i was like yes there's hope for the leafs but clearly not yeah apparently not yeah so much of that yeah. All right, buddy. All right, take care, guys. <laughs> we'll talk about it. See you, guys, Steven. All right. Thanks a bunch, Steven, for joining us here on the Inside Pod. Uh, all the way from Moncton. I see. I got it right. I've got this. You're out. getting better, buddy. Thank you. Thank you're you. Getting much you. better. Yeah. Did he take inspiration from uh, from the? WWF Mountie, or is that just a, more of a general? Uh, you think uh, I'm trying. To, I think he. I don't think he's a wrestling fan, but I might. Uh, have, so that, that was my question. Yeah. If, we, if we had another, if we had another, yeah, no, know, I don't course, think he's a wrestling fan, but I may have thrown that at him at some point because I think he was just trying to come up with Canadian cities and then throwing something uh, on there. And I think I may, I may have mentioned, but I don't remember top of my head. Ah, uh, well. In any case, uh, Stephen. Uh, great had a great conversation appreciate you joining the show and uh we will uh, i'm sure talk to you again soon before too long guys we are going to wrap things up here and uh we promise we will uh uh you will hear from us again uh before too long so we're, we're going to get back on on more of a regular schedule uh that we were on there uh, earlier this season so uh we'll be uh throwing another one at you before uh, before you know it, but appreciate you taking the time to uh, uh, step into the uh, pod here and and take a listen and and uh, hope you enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, Mike, uh, that's it, brother. Take care, and we take will care, see you buddy. next time. Okay, see you, everybody. <laughs>